Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin, the podcast. And, of course, Key, both guys in the same division. Key's watching a little video of Matthew Stafford throwing one right at J.J. Watt that the three-time defensive player of the year took back to the house. But, Key, is he still that sort of player? That is the question. Yeah, it'd be funny, though, if J.J. Watt played against him and got a pick again. Like, ah, same guy. I remember yeah. you from Detroit. <laughs> Fill in the blank, fellas, this morning. You guys start us out, then we'll get the fellas and the ladies in here. Keyshawn J. Will Zubin presented by Progressive Insurance. Home Quote Explorer, changing the way you buy home insurance. That can go online. Get a custom quote, save both time and money. Learn more at Progressive.com. Before we hear from the fellas on fill in the blank, J.J. Watt signing with the Cardinals is, and hear from you, here is J.J. Watt, fresh off the plane, Cardinals' new DN. I'm very excited. Uh, my wife and I are very excited to be here. Uh, Mr. Bidwell, Steve, everybody here has, has been unbelievable so far. And I'm just excited to get started. I'm very excited to get started, get to work, get to know the people of Arizona, and uh, to go to work to try and help them win a championship. And the one thing that I can promise you is I'm going to work my ass off every single day to make you proud. And uh, I'm very proud to be a part of the Bird Gang in the Red Sea. So let's get started. All right, Key, let's get started. Jay, let's get started. J.J. Watt signing with... The Cardinals is, and then hit us up, 888-ESPN-KEY-JNZ on Twitter. Here. That's a good move. I mean, on their part, that they're all in for one year, basically, the way that I look at it. Cliff Kingsbury is probably being put on notice in the Tucson, I mean, in the Phoenix, Tempe area. Um, Kyler Murray, a guy that they've got to make a decision on, depending on what happens with Cliff Kingsbury, a decision on a fifth-year option. So it's a big year for the Arizona Cardinals. Um, you know, I'd like to see them bring a guy like Pat Pete back, Patrick Peterson at the corner spot, a little bit older. Yeah. Maybe you move him inside on a permanent basis or yeah. or you cover up with him at the safety spot. You do something there. i like to see him bring Larry Fitzgerald back, let him make a run for his money again because Larry could still play. I mean, he's just as good as a lot of second and third receivers in the National Football League right now. And it, it's a good move. It's not... Chandler Jones, opposite of J.J. Watt, you now have two guys that could potentially wreak havoc in the NFC. There's no question about it. I mean, when you think about some of the pass rushers that were paired together, whether it was Von Miller and, and DeMarcus Ware or whether it was Dwight Freeney and uh, Mathis, whether it was Simeon Rice and, and Warren Sapp. I mean, if you, you just think about some of the great pass rushers that's been in this league. Um, this could be that if J.J. Watt has some more gas left in his tank. I mean, eight sacks last year, he did some did some good things. Not wasn't J.J. Watt of the defensive yep. players of the year. It wasn't that. But he still showed flashes that he could be productive for 16 games. You see, I, I see it as a money grab, and that's, a, that's an okay thing because I think the situation probably evolved, Key. It evolved from the origination of it saying – hey, look, I want to go to a contender. And then once you look at maybe some of the offers he got from the contenders, maybe a Buffalo, uh, that didn't work out money-wise. Then maybe if he got some of the suitable offers from Cleveland or you know another team, okay, well, maybe that's a lot more money, but maybe it's not enough money guaranteed. right? And now I go to Ed Werder's comments when he's like, hey, look, he wants to go to the best possible quarterback situation. I go, well, best ba- – possible quarterback situation like that's Aaron Rodgers like that's Josh Allen that's Tom Brady in Tampa Bay well if that money didn't work out to be the money that he got offered guaranteed from Arizona then that's what it is and that's okay yeah no, that's okay for it to be yeah. that 
And now, look, you're, I still think they're the fourth best team in that division. Absolutely. But he got his money. He's in a great environment weather-wise. And he's playing <laughs> with a <laughs> – I almost say no state income tax. Um, but he's playing with a quarterback who is young and upcoming and has a chance to be potentially good. I guess now, every, every since Tom Brady said that the weather was great in Tampa and he had to get out of the, the northeast, <laughs> everybody's going to refer to great weather – whenever they go to California or Florida or Arizona. Great weather. Great weather, along with no taxes. You know, it's like, look, in the end, there was other suitors, of course. But were those other suitors, like Jay saying, willing to go $23 million in guaranteed money, mm-hmm. uh, uh, $31 of a two-year deal, which essentially, in the end, could equate to a one-year deal because if they part ways with Cliff Kingsbury, a guy that I believe is on the hot seat, mm-hmm. Uh, yes, they have gotten better record-wise every single year that he's been the head coach. Five first wins, his first year five wins, second year eight wins. But what if they take a dip? What if they don't go to nine or ten wins or 11 wins that all of a sudden they get five wins again? You, you don't, think, you don't think a slight regression, they will give him another year considering he's made that kind of momentum? You think he's automatically – I don't see him on the hot seat the way they've five to eight having a chance to make the playoffs. I think it's all. I think it becomes a situation. You make the playoffs at eight and eight or nine and seven based on. Remember, there was uh, an extra team added this year to the playoffs. Right. Yeah. So it was a little bit Very different. similar to the Bears. I mean, same situation. Yeah, it, exactly. Two they were fighting it out with. And, exactly. and so when you look at that, and now we don't have that situation, and you don't make the playoffs, and you kind of regress a little bit. I, I think that you, the general manager, as well as Cliff Kingsbury find themselves in a very sticky situation Hmm. because they hired him and fired Steve Wilkes after one season and two wins that they didn't see the program going in the right direction. I don't know how you see the program going in the right direction after nine months, but that's a whole nother conversation that would take us somewhere else. And you now have Cliff Kingsbury that you're going to have to make a decision on along with the general manager, along with the quarterback long-term and if you're not headed in the right direction to catch the Seattles, the San Francisco's, the L.A. Rams that have gotten better at the quarterback position, according to a lot of people that's out there with the number one defense in the league, then what are you going to do? You're going to run it back again to go six and ten again? I mean, you can't keep running it back. I hear you. So if Cliff Kingsbury is in the hot seat, then that, that means by de facto, right, like that – Kyler Murray's on the hot seat. Well, that's why I said that they got to make a decision on that fifth-year option hmm. because that'll be coming up. Now, all of a sudden, Cliff Kingsbury, hot seat, because there's not a lot of people that are in awe of this What do you air raid offense. People aren't like, oh, my God, this was supposed to be. You really don't like the air raid offense. I, mean, I hate be honest. it. It's the worst. I, I know. And I, I have know. No we, I, every time you talk I about no, it, I, have, I hear it. I play receiver, and I want the football thrown to me. But that offense, you can keep it. Because I can't win long-term with it. That's just but D. Hop, my feelings. But D. Hopkins seems to love it. I mean, D. Hop is a receiver, man. We're going to love catching the ball. <laughs> well, that's what, we well, that's love, what I'm we saying, We're going to love though. catching the ball. I'm just talking about winning long-term, no, Jay. Uh, D. Hop going to eat no matter where D. Hop go. D. Hop going to eat. He could be at Nebraska with Tommy Frazier, and he was going to eat, and they don't <laughs> even throw the ball. So, right, Zubin? I mean, that's, receivers are going to do what they need to do within this system. But D-Hop is not enough to win the Super Bowl. He's not enough to win the Super Bowl by itself. And so the offense put pressure on the defense. The defense played better at times last year, 
time of possession was a little bit better, but it's so that I, I mean, you keep that. Let's run you through some of the tweets. I would just say to Keith's point, you can't just keep blowing it up over and over again. Rosen, Murray, this, that. You got to have some stability. And you got to just believe in something and go for it. The question this morning, J.J. Watt signing with the Cardinals is fill in the blank. You guys just mentioned Hopkins at Ouroboros says J.J. Watt signing with the Cardinals is thanks to DeAndre Hopkins. El Jefe says El Jefe laughable. <laughs> John says dumb as well mm. fill in the blank. Stop right there. <laughs> Bruce says what you guys have been saying all morning long. In the end, it's all about the Benjamins. MJ41586, money talks, BS walks. Chris, not what I expected. J underscore Hawks 13, rinse and repeat. And Don Kendall will get the final word here, at least on Twitter. Funny as all get out. Oh, he's going to the Bills and Packers? (laughs) So that was the narrative, right? Yeah. You know how that goes. Brian, I I try to tell y'all, stop following the narrative. (laughs) Think, think, think for yourself. No, I hear <laughs> Brian in Pittsburgh. You're on ESPN Radio. We heard all the tweets. Oh, looks like we just lost Brian there. Uh, one more here. Oh, how about this? Gunther. Gunther Cunningham? Gunther oh, says. Gunther. <laughs> Gunther, a pre-retirement move to Arizona. Thinking ahead. Not bad, right? <laughs> He's going to settle there. Man, with J.J. Watt money, he can retire anywhere he wants. Yeah, I don't know if I'm retiring in Arizona, though. Arizona's not bad, though. I mean, it's cool, but it's yeah. too hot, man. You're such a Cali boy. It's too hot, though. I don't want to be at night at 115 degrees. You I like, can't even go to the store at night. You like wearing a jean jacket going to a beach fire at night. That's what I'm saying. You're so California. I get it. I mean, it's nice, though. You'd be in old Scottsdale all night. We know you. You'd be in yeah, old Scottsdale. Yeah, he'd be at Scottsdale. the bar y'all, all day. Four seasons, Scottsdale. Key would be it's all a, there. It's 115 damn degrees at night. <laughs> Who wants to live like that? I love Scottsdale. I, me too. I, I like it. visiting it. What did I say an hour ago, Zubin? I said it's Vegas without the casinos. I get <laughs> it. But the weather is just too much for me. You can't even go outside in the daytime, man. It, you can't go outside at 12 o'clock. You and I cannot go sit out of the patio and have lunch. Who wants to live like that? <laughs> it's like one of the fastest growing states in America. Yeah. Just sit in the shade, man. <laughs> Be all right. Let's move on before I get in trouble yeah, about, about the fastest growing states in America and all that stuff. How about that fast rising <laughs> superstar that we all were hyped up for last year and we're about to reimagine this year? Yeah, recall. All yeah. right, all right. <laughs> and that, of course, would be Zion Williamson. Big spot for Zion trouble, last man. night over the Jazz, which is not an easy thing to do. Pelicans beat him 129-124. Zion 26-10. And five. Mm. As crazy as it sounds, Jay, because of the hype he came with, hype that we have never seen for any player in the social media age or, frankly, any age. Um, have we been sleeping on the greatness of Zion Williamson this year to any degree? Yes. Well, first off, he has a new name. He's Point Zion. He is running the point guard key for the Pelicans. And it, it, it's almost like um, they're, they're not this group that I'm about to compare them to, but they're almost like a Gen Z version of it to a degree. Um, Lonzo Ball and Zion Williamson are a little bit like that John Stockton Malone, right? Because oh, wow. they, they are used in pick and roll all the time, where Zion has the point and Lonzo will be setting the pick. Lonzo's been shooting 47% from the three-point line in the month of February. What the hell is going on? I mean, this is a guy whose jump shot comes from the side hip. Where everybody always questioned it. Can't let his little brother out shiny. You no, know, he can't. I mean, but he's been playing extremely well, and they've been playing off each other. 
And here's my one thing I will say about Zion, because I think he has a chance to be a superstar. But like Drake said, I got, I got, I got trust issues. I got major trust issues. I get worried about him. Yeah, we're playing a trust issue song right now. This oh. is by Drake. Like, He's like, heck? what song is this, Alan? No, <laughs> Alan, I was just wondering why, because we never done. I, go ahead, I got Jay. you. I just, I worry about Zion being healthy key all the time. Like, that's why last year we lost a lot of the hype on him, because he got hurt. Yeah. And when yeah. you have the history of blowing out a shoe, like he did at Duke, when you have the history of what happened last year, right? I see what he can reach to. Like, okay. Like, oh, he, this girlfriend's going to be my wife. She's the one. She's it. And then, stop, jeez, you know, I can't give one reference and you start rolling your eyes. But I'm saying, then all of a sudden, there's trust issues that start to factor in there, and you're like, maybe she's not the one. I don't know, because she might break my heart again. That's all I'm saying, Key. You I, feel I, me? I trust understand, issues, Jay. I get it. Look, uh, the hype for me with Zion is I looked at everything coming out of Duke, right? He blows his shoe. Oh, my God, oh, my God. He's got the AD factor. They're moving on from AD. He's going to L.A. We're going to draft Zion. He's going to be the guy, be the guy. Oh, my God. So you had all that swirling around, the A.D., Zion, the dunks, all the, the snack crackle pop, the, the just the pizzazz that was brought from Duke to the NBA. And that year and that momentum was there. And then it's like, yeah, he's hurt, like Jay says. The team is okay. They it's didn't not, make the playoffs. It's like, all right, whatever. And now you move on to the next hot thing. He was the number one overall pick. So it was going to stay there for the course of that season that he was drafted. Then now you're moving on to the next guy. And now he's playing catch-up because he fell behind. So he's playing catch-up now. Now he's playing catch-up. Now you're starting to see it a little bit more. Like, who's staying up to watch the Pelicans on ESPN or TNT. I got to tell you, like though. Like, it's not a lot of people going to stay up to I'll watch I'll be watching that. every Pelicans game because I think they're one of the most – I know, but I, I – Key, he's shooting 70 damn percent from the field. Yeah, I would, be, I would be disappointed if you didn't watch every Pelicans game. It's just the numbers are staggering, Zubin. Like, if he, like if he had played this way last year, we, we would be Absolutely. talking about him super, super, superstar. He'd be all over your screens. Yes. Yes. He would be sick and tired of all – Yes. Like, ESPN's becoming, yes. you know, Zion Sports Center like LeBron – like the number is 25 and a half points per game, 70%, I mean, 61% from the field. It's, it's seven and a half rebounds. I mean, he times he's getting like five, six, seven assists per game. The numbers are just stupid. But if you think about it, he came in last year, like Jay said, though, if he played well and he wasn't hurt, that momentum carries in to this year. He's playing catch up. I mean, he just, that's just. 24 games last year, Zubin. 24 games last year. I mean, season stopped early, but still, I mean, that, that's the point. Indeed. Zach Lowe, ESPN NBA analyst, says right now, when it comes to the orbit of Zion, you got to think about that guy in Dallas and a guy that's not even in the league yet. The only real competitors at this point are Zion Williamson, because what we've seen from Point Zion, which is frankly terrifying, and someone who hasn't been drafted yet, like a Cade Cunningham or somebody like that. I think of everyone in the NBA, when you consider age especially, the answer is clearly Luca. Mel in New Jersey, you're on ESPN Radio. What do you have about Zion? Um, actually, I was going to make a point that even though Zion and Donovan Mitchell was on the same court last night, I still watch the Nets game, man. And uh-huh. I wanted to watch the um, Pelicans Jazz game, but the Nets is my team. And I want to give a shout-out to Nicholas, the Alchemist Claxton, for stepping up last night, 
putting on a great performance defensively and offensively, and that's why I'm going to need to see to be really confident about this championship, man, because we have a window, and I, I got my head out the window like a like a dog in a car, well, you know, enjoying the ride. You yeah, right, Mel. You better put your head back in the window because the Lakers ain't, ain't going. You right though, Mel. On Claxton though, they need that depth at the big position, and Nick Claxton can do that with DeAndre Jordan. You're exactly right. But here are some of the top players under 25 years old: Bam Adebayo, Jamal Murray, Brandon Ingram, Trey Young, Jason Tatum, De'Aaron Fox, Ja Morant, Luka Doncic. None of them get me going except Luka. Zion Williamson's in there. Zion, 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 I mean, I guess maybe it's just, I don't know, maybe it's the Pelicans in this New Orleans and I'm just not feeling like that because I think that they're going to make some mistakes moving from moving on from Zoe, possibly, you know, what's going to happen with Ingram in the future. Yeah. Like stuff like that. I'm still take me. Yeah. You know, because you would think that Ingram's not going to want to stay there. I need to see Zion fully healthy for a full year before I can make this assessment. But right now, I'm taking Luka Doncic. I'm not comparing him to Larry Bird. I'm comparing him to uh, a lesser athletic but more skilled version of LeBron James. Oh, you're crazy. You reminds no, me I'm of Larry not. Bird. I mean, there's the reason why LeBron James wanted to sh- sign Luka Doncic to his first signature shoe. Like, there's a reason why LeBron put that out there into the universe. Eh, they mimic he's each very other, Larry Birdish. Yeah, those Mavs can't get away from it. You know, who's the last guy besides Luka compared to Larry Bird? Dirk Nowitzki. Yeah, <laughs> you can't, a, you let's compare another white guy to another white guy. <laughs> nah, yeah, that's right. He reminds me a lot of Dirk with a little bit of Larry in there. Yeah, Tyler Hero reminds me of white chocolate. Jason Williams from Sacramento. You know, no, he, he can certainly not. pass the ball like John Stockton. I mean, like, <laughs> you're right, though, Jay. The comparison. All the time, man. Every time. I mean, I'm trying to what, tell you. That's what people do. But Ingram had 26 last night, to your point. Lonzo had a stat line. I mean, he's had some good ones. 23, eight dimes, seven boards, two blocks in that big win over John Stockton's old team last night. We're also asking this morning, J.J. <laughs> Watt signing with the Cardinals is fill in the blanks. Who could score 100 in a game? We've gotten some good responses on that. And J.J. Watt all in, 100% in. With the Cardinals, Jay in Maryland, you're on ESPN Radio. J.J. Watt to the Cardinals is? Hey, hey, good morning, fellas, good morning. What's that, baby? Hey, uh, first off, first off, uh, Keyshawn, I want to say I was always a big fan. I'm a Niners fan, but I was hoping somehow you would fall to us when you, when you came out. Uh, Jay Will hated you because okay. I was a Maryland fan, <laughs> but I love you as an analyst. Man, we had a lot of good times uh, in College Park, though. We kicked it in College Park, though. Respect. Yeah. Yeah, I wasn't falling. That's for damn sure. <laughs> so what is it, Jay? J.J. Watt signing is? Oh, we cut him Oh, and we'll no, never we cut, know. How you can't cut Jay off? We'll Come never on, Jay. Know. Go ahead, Jay. You're back on. Jay back? Or uh, not. How about back. Michael in Vegas? Same question. J.J. Watt signing is? Hey, it puts our defense over the top. Probably number two in the division now. But I think they need to make another call and do a Kyler Murray for Deshaun Watson trade. Houston loves giving us everything. <laughs> that is true. That would be something there, that is right? true, you imagine that? They are very giving. <laughs> I think I would do that deal. How about another issue in Chicago? We go to Andre in Chicago. We're not talking about defensive studs in the desert. We're talking about offensive studs in Chicago. Andre, what do you have? Okay, though, this question's for Jay. Jay, what up, baby? To, to bring Russell... To Chicago, I mean, we we traded our future for Khalil Mack in the futures. Now we don't have anything to actually give. What will be the player? Who would be the player? Harden with a package deal of trade picks and whatever. 
to go to Seattle for Russell Wilson? Would it be Khalil Mack or Raquan Smith? What player would go in a package to Seattle for Russell Smith? I'm sorry, for Russell Wilson. I'm sorry. Well, I'm definitely asking for Khalil Mack, Key. I'm definitely asking for Khalil Mack. If, 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 I, if I'm – I mean, I'm trying to extract as much from Chicago as possible. Yeah, I don't know. I, and depending, you know, if they, if they franchise tag Allen Robinson – and they can use him, too. Like, I'm trying to get Allen Robinson, too. I'm trying to get the whole house. I don't know who they can package up, but I'm not giving away I'm not giving away what my team is built on, and that's built on a defense. So, I don't know that I'm giving away Khalil Mack. I don't know about Rokon Smith. Like, I don't, I don't want to disrupt that side of the ball. I don't hmm. want to disrupt that side of the ball. I mean, but you have to think. I can it, give it, you some picks in the future. I'll give you something in the future. Yeah, but for Russ, man, I'm going to want the house, right? I mean, for Russ, I want the house if I'm Chicago. I mean, you're in a dire need. You got your your GM, your 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 head coach, maybe last year there. Like, you guys are desperate. I know you're desperate. But I'm not trading him, so it doesn't matter. We'll trade in for some college hoops tonight. Georgia Tech, Duke, coverage 730 Eastern ESPN Radio, ACC We Network. need this one. We need ESPN. it, Zubon. No doubt, no doubt, Jay. Well, you definitely do need it. Duke hasn't missed the tournament since 1995. Right now, our resident bracketologist, Joe Lenardi, has Duke with a 29% (laughs) chance to make the tournament. One of a few Blue Bloods that might miss out this year. Check it out tonight on ESPN Radio. All right, so from college to the NBA. On the way, we're asking our second poll question of the morning. Which NBA player could score 100 points in a game? It's the 59th anniversary of Wilt going for the century mark. We'll ask our NBA expert... And take your calls after Jay has this from Straight Talk Wireless. Yeah, it's time for some straight talk. Your tax return could look different this year, but you're still going to hear a lot of noise about how to spend it, right? So when the big carriers tell you to splurge on the latest nonsense, do yourself a favor. Just tune it out. With Straight Talk, you can get a Samsung Galaxy A51 for just $199. Plus, Get the $45 unlimited talk, text, and data plan with no contract on America's best network for up to 50% less. You hear that, Key? 50% less. Tune out the nonsense and tune into Straight Talk. Straight Talk Wireless. No contract, no compromise. The Cardinals are making moves by signing J.J. Watt. Making moves brought to you by LinkedIn Jobs. Build your winning team today. Go to LinkedIn.com slash sports. This is Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com.
Kick it to Bogdanovich. Shot fake back to Conley in the corner. Another double pump. That's throws good. up an air ball. That's excellent. Rebound Zion. That is excellent. To Zoe. Up the floor, Josh That Hart. is excellent. The two-hand. Seal the deal on ESPN New Orleans. How about the Pelicans over the Jazz? The NBA's best team, 129-124. A little more Pelicans talk. Zion talk with our NBA insider in just a minute. Zion, 26-10-5. Better stat line, believe it or not. That's a good one. Lonzo, 23-8-7 and two blocks. Brandon Ingram chipped in 26. They got a nice young core. They're talking about breaking it up a little bit. We'll see. NBA trade deadline, March 25th. From the NBA to the WNBA, the Seattle Storm have re-signed the four-time WNBA champion Sue Bird. Always great to mention during Women's History Month. Longest tenured player in WNBA history. Nobody has more dimes in the WNBA ever than Sue Bird. And she has spent all 20 of her years in Seattle. And back to the NBA. Black history always on this date in 1962, the 59th anniversary of Will Chamberlain, doing one of the greatest things the NBA's ever seen and never duplicated, 100 points in a game in Hershey, Pennsylvania. It's like an urban legend. There were just a few thousand people there, but if you ask people if they were there, if they're of age, suddenly thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands of people tell you they were there. History-making moments. Sports Center brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless. Spend your tax return wisely with Straight Talk Wireless. You can get a Samsung Galaxy A51 for $199, plus get the $45 unlimited talk, text, and data plan with no contract on America's Best Networks for up to 50% less. Tune out the nonsense. Tune in to Straight Talk. And not Mm. even close. Mm. Nets with an OT win over the Spurs last night, 124-113. James Harden notched his seventh triple-double since joining Brooklyn. And remember that early portion of the season, all that craziness with Houston. So he hasn't even really been there for the entirety of the season. And zero already, turnovers, too, Zubin. Zero. And that's maybe the most important number of all. Let's bring in our Brian Windhorse, Hoop Collective podcast. Check it out anywhere you have podcasts. One of our great ones here on ESPN, and he joins us this morning on the Goodyear hotline. Kyrie essentially said, Brian, after the game, start getting used to this from James Harden. From the people you talk to in and around the league, what are they saying about the way the Nets are playing and specifically Harden and doing it all right now without Durant? In my view, uh, Harden is an MVP candidate. He is having maybe some of his most measured, prudent, and helpful and leadership basketball he's ever played. And I don't want to dismiss what he did in Houston, but he has morphed his game. He has found a way to exist with Kyrie Irving, which that bond is... I'm not worried about Kevin Durant at all. Kevin Durant has shown that he can play all different kinds of positions, all different kinds of roles. He can play with stars. I'm not worried about him. I've always been worried about the bond between Kyrie and Harden. And Harden has found a balance where he has let Kyrie flourish, sometimes in my view, maybe even a little bit too much, but he's going to err on that side. He has stopped his hunting for fouls as he's looked to set up his teammates more. He's just been spectacular. I I voted him as a starter for the All-Star game. I know he didn't get voted. I know he won't win MVP because of the surrounding uh, politics from his demand a trade from Houston, and you know I don't think he handled that great either. But I can take my hat off the way he's playing. And last night, you saw another terrific performance from Bruce Brown, who is turning out to be one of the great transactions of the, of the last six months. Um, he's been terrific for them. And Nick Claxton, who's just come back from a, of a terrible injury, he had 17 points last night as a big man off the bench. They are, and they're going to get another player or two. The Nets are a serious, serious threat to win the whole thing. Wendy, let's go to another team in the Eastern Conference, the Atlanta Hawks down at ATL. Lloyd Pierce was only on the job for a couple of years. 
Um, what do you make about that surprising coaching decision to let him go? You know, it wasn't surprising, and honest, Jason. And, um, you know, the thing about it is uh, this team, when Lloyd was hired, was a developmental team. They were going to draft a bunch of high picks, which they did. And then over the last year, they shifted into a team that had expectations right now. They spent a ton of money in free agency, and the expectations were different. And when they hired Nate McMillan, I mean, just to give you a recap, Nate McMillan got fired from the Indiana Pacers, and he said out there for everybody to hear, I'm going to take the next year off. I'm going to go back to North Carolina. Then this job came open, and he recognized that it was an opportunity to potentially go into a place where, where the job might come open again. I don't want to put words in his mouth, but that's you know, the way it worked out. And Lloyd Pierce was aware of that. Lloyd Pierce knew coming into the season he was on the hot seat. And did he get a fair shake this year? That's a different question because the team has been banged up from the start. Um, he hasn't had the practice time. Um, maybe it hasn't been fair, but really what this was was a changing of circumstance. This team was expected to, to start winning at a high level, and whether you want to blame Lloyd or not, they weren't, and so a change was made, and Nate McMillan was brought in. And this is something that a high probability of happening you could see three, four months ago. Uh, the question moving forward is who actually wants to be in Houston, Wendy? Uh, Deshaun Watson is trying to get out. James Harden got out. And we saw <laughs> Victor Oladipo actually turn down that two-year extension, uh, two-year contract extension with the Rockets. What's the reasoning behind that? And are the Rockets in, in trouble long-term here? Yeah, it's not just Victor. Uh, you know, if you've watched P.J. Tucker for the last month, again, I don't want to put words in his mouth, but he is playing like a guy who wants the heck out of there. And he may get his wish in the short-term future. Um, you know, they have experienced a massive talent drain in that organization over the last six to nine months. And I'm talking starting right off with their front office, starting with Coach Mike D'Antoni, and then you lose Westbrook and Harden. Um, you know, even even Robert Covington traded away. You know, I the thing about it is I don't think they're trying they're trying to lose. I mean, they could be incentivized to lose guys because their pick gets swapped with the Oklahoma City Thunder if it's outside the top four. And so they're incentivized to be right at the bottom to give their lottery chances as high as possible so that they can keep their pick. But yet here we have last night's game. John Wall played over 40 minutes. Victor Oladipo coming off a quad injury, which is a dangerous injury to re-injure, he plays over 40 minutes against the Cavs. They were trying to win that game. So I just think that they've had an incredible loss of talent. Um, I know that the organization believes in itself and, and when they were winning back in January was beating their chest a little bit, but you don't have talent like that walk out the door without having major ramifications. And that's what we're seeing right now. Zion is slowly but surely living up to the number one hike from last year. I haven't only played 24 games, Brian, why aren't we talking about Zion right now and the Pelicans the way we think we should be? Well, because the team has underachieved a little bit. You know, they're under 500. They struggled out of the gate. Stan Van Gundy has struggled learning and figuring out how to his best lineups. But, uh, guys, I've never – this is the best interior scorer I've seen in the NBA since Shaq. In the month of February, he averaged 20 points a game in the paint. Uh, and this is a guy who's, you know, I don't, I don't, they, I think they list him at six six. I don't even know if he's really six six, but he's he's undersized almost every time. He he gets his shot blocked more than anybody else in the league, and he doesn't care. Uh, his his ability to play in in the inside is unmatched. And not only that, over the last four or five weeks, they've started putting the ball in his hand to make him more of a playmaker. I was talking to an executive the other day. He said he reminds me of a modern day 
Anthony Mason. And if you remember the way Anthony Mason played in New York and in Miami, he'd bring the ball up the court and he was this bull and he could just do so much with it. Also left-handed, if I'm not mistaken. And of course, Zion's ceiling is higher than that, but we just haven't seen a guy like that in, in 20 years. And so the real challenge is how can they figure out this roster? Because I don't think it's ideally put around him. I think going forward with Zion the rest of his career, you're going to have to put three or four shooters out in the court with him because he's probably never going to be an outside shooter, and you're always going to want that lane opened up for him. They don't quite have that makeup as a team right now, so I think they probably need a roster adjustment or two, and it may not be until next year, but uh, you have to look at him and the way he's playing and be very excited about his future. Let me ask you this before we let you go. Uh, Zion obviously is a highlight reel, but what is uh... – what is NBA top shot? Explain that to us. <laughs> I can't do it in the time you have left, but I will just basically explain it like this. It is the 2021 version of a sports card. So it, is, it doesn't exist in tangible reality, and it is not static. It's not a photo. It's a moving highlight. And the, the market loves it because uh, unlike a sports card, which for me to trade to you, we have to use uh, the U.S. mail, and I have to trust that the card isn't damaged, and I have to trust that it's legitimate. Because this is on the blockchain, uh, I can confirm how many exist in the world, how many they've all been sold for, and when I want to sell it to you, I can sell it to you in seconds, and I can get my money in seconds. And that's why they like it. Now, I think it's very, very, right now, it's very speculative. I don't know if in the future people are going to put iPads on their walls and have those highlights that are these top shots run on their wall like they would a signed Kobe Bryant jersey. I think right now it's people just buying and selling and trading like they would uh, a mortgage bond or some other derivative. But I do think that the future of sports cards and the future of memorabilia might be digital. It might not exist in, in, in real form. Mm, How about that? A little retro. Trading cards used to be such a big thing for people in their 40s and 50s, and now it's coming back in a different iteration from top shot to a top score. I want to ask you our uh, poll question this morning, Brian, before we get out of here. Today's the 59th anniversary of Wilt's 100-point game, so we're kind of stretching the bounds of reality, right? What active player could score 100 in a game today? Wow. It, w- it would have to be a guy who hits a ton of three. So you have to look at the great three-point shooters. So I would have to start with a guy like Steph, although it is not really reality. Um, but maybe Kevin Durant, too. I mean, Dur- it's not the way Durant plays, but if, Dur- if Durant ever had to play with, like, th- four guys look- who look like me, he might get a chance at it because he's indefensible and he can hit the three. So you need a guy who can get to the line and hit threes, um, which, by the way, they had no threes back then, so the 100 points is even more amazing. That is absolutely the case. We went with Clay Thompson injured, but he did have 37 and a quarter once. And that Bradley would put Beal, you on, too. Yeah, Bradley Beal. That's true. That would certainly put you on the way to scoring 100. Kobe at 81, Devin Booker at 70, but that 100 stands the test of time. Brian, thank you so much. A reminder, all of Brian's thoughts. Hoop Collective Take care, guys. Podcast. Thank right, you, thanks, Brian. Thanks, Wendy. All right, on the way. They have an MVP quarterback. They have an elite defense. They have a great head coach. So what's the worst-case scenario for this team? Who are we talking about? That's next. Keyshawn J. Bull and Zubin on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. Greeting with you on, on Tuesday, Legendary Voices Week continues with the one and only Al Michaels, who's called as many big football games as literally anyone and is going into the Baseball Hall of Fame. We'll talk to Al and more with me, Greeny, starting 10 a.m. Eastern on ESPN Radio and ESPN+. Plus. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. 
Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only, exclusions apply. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric e-bikes today. The number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, Electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus! Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S.com. Earlier this morning, we had some birds. Best case, worst case with the Eagles. Now we'll flock to a bird of another feather. The Ravens, who are just as interesting, maybe from the best case scenario, as the Eagles were on the worst case scenario. Two teams going in two different directions. Jamison Hensley covers the Ravens every day of the year for ESPN. Jamison joins us on the Goodyear Hotline. We're presented by Progressive Insurance. Right out of the gate, best case scenario for the Ravens this offseason is... I mean, if you're talking fantasy land, perfect. It would be Allen Robinson. Uh, but the Ravens just don't have the, the cap room for that. So I think if you're talking realistic, perfect situation for the Ravens, it would get one of the top either center or guards uh, available in free agency. Yeah, so you're looking at Green Bay's Corey Lindsley uh, or New England's Joe Tooney at guard. And then pair them with a, an up-and-coming wide receiver kind of like Tennessee's Corey Davis. And I think if they could get one of the top offensive linemen and add a, a, an impact wide receiver, that will go a long way to improving the supporting cast against, uh, with Lamar Jackson because I think that is the top priority for the Ravens is improving the players and the playmakers around Lamar Jackson. Before we get to the Jackson question that everybody's wondering, what's the worst-case scenario for the Ravens? The worst-case scenario is almost kind of like last year where, I mean, you look at the, the top free agent additions on uh, offense last year, you're looking at Des Bryant and DJ Fluker. So, I mean, when you see the Bills adding Stephon Diggs and the Cardinals adding DeAndre Hopkins and the Ravens bringing in Des Bryant, who hadn't played in two years, uh, th- that's, that is definitely the worst-case scenario. So, I mean, you could also say, hey, it's, if they have to settle – uh, so if they have to go and settle for an A.J. Green at wide receiver or an Alex Mack at center, uh, aging players, you just don't know who, how much they have left. I think that is the worst-case scenario for the Ravens. When do we see this Lamar Jackson deal get done? Yeah, I think that's that, – uh, he, he definitely wants to know that, too. Um, I, I think the Ravens at this point, uh, they, they want to start and initiate talks towards that because you look at the timeline of – uh, Deshaun Watson and Patrick Mahomes, they both got paid after their third NFL seasons. That's where Lamar Jackson is right now. There are some things that complicate matters. I mean, he does not have an agent. Uh, so this is not your typical 
uh, round of negotiations. Also, the, the you know Lamar Jackson is a quarterback that runs the most or has run the most in NFL history. Uh, so you always want to make sure that uh, go when you invest in a player like that, and you give this so much guaranteed money to a player uh, where the injury risk is a little higher. Uh, I think you want to be careful. Uh, uh, when you do it in the timing of that as well. But there's no doubt that John Harbaugh, the Ravens coach John Harbaugh and general manager Eric DaCosta have made it clear this offseason that they want to get a long-term deal with Lamar Jackson. I don't think it's a matter of if they ever do it. I just think it's a matter of when. It could be this year or maybe as late as next year. We will see. DaCosta learned at the foot of Ozzie Newsom, who left a huge legacy, and we'll see. This is going to be one of DaCosta's big first moves. It's going to happen, just a matter of how much. Jamison, thank you very much. Okay, thank you, guys. What's interesting, Key, I was just going to say, he said something that you've been echoing all season long when we talk about the Ravens coming off a game. First thing he said, got to get an impact wide receiver. <laughs> I mean, right out of the game. Yeah, we're pretty good at some of the things we do. So you got to go get us. I mean, you, you cannot win games without a dominant wide receiver. You just it, you have to have one. I mean, it's just everybody has one with a young quarterback. Everybody, he, he mentioned Stephon Diggs. Josh Allen continued to grow because of Stephon Diggs. If, if, if he was still throwing the Zay Jones and those, it, no, no, he couldn't. They had, Brandon Bean had to figure out, we need to go get something. Think about this. Let's, let's, let's look a little bit ahead. We don't know where the Steelers are going to be, but the Browns seem to have a very bright future. The Bengals certainly seem to be moving in the right direction. They finally got that elusive quarterback that they've always been looking for, with all due respect to Andy Dalton, but a guy that can take him over the top, and potentially take him over the top. And then obviously Lamar Jackson, who has been an MVP already. Where do you see the Ravens in this division? And you know if there's another team that can morph into its next iteration, it will be the Steelers. I mean, as rock solid as anybody. But in that pecking order, with the suddenly resurgent Browns making this a real question, where do you see the Ravens moving ahead with Jackson? Uh, well, first of all, I think that they're going to still be at the top of the class, right? It's going to be the, the Baltimore Ravens, Cleveland Browns over the next several years <clears throat> until Pittsburgh figure out their quarterback situation. Uh, Cincinnati... You know, Joe Burrow's been injured. I don't have a real faith. Zach Thomas has won. I mean, Zach Taylor's won a handful of games since taking over as head coach there. So I don't – I'm not really like, okay, Joe Burrow had a good season prior to getting hurt, but I don't see them leapfrogging either one of those two teams. In terms of Jackson, I always find it fascinating and funny about the risk of him getting hurt by his style of play. And if you look at the quarterback position – those aren't really the quarterbacks that get hurt. It's when you're standing in the damn pocket. It's not when you're running around. It, it, ACL happened to Tom Brady. How? In the pocket. Yeah. Cam Newton's injuries came in the pocket. I mean, you know, out, everybody breathes outside. Breeze, yeah. Barbecue ribs in the pocket. When you look at, I think what people tend to, to look at is, Guys like RG3 that happened so long ago and he happened to be running when he got hit and tore his ACL, they look at that and they think that that applies to every running quarterback. And that's not true. Russell Wilson's been running around since he's been in the league. Pretty healthy to me. Pretty durable. Pretty durable. Aaron Rodgers broke his collarbone in the, in the, uh, in the, in the cockpit. Yep. So it's like I start looking at that. I'm like. I wish they stopped saying that Lamar Jackson, oh, man, his health, his health, his health. It's like, 
No, it has nothing to do with that. It, it, it's the front line needs to protect him from getting teed off on behind the line of scrimmage. That's a counterintuitive point. It's a great point to bring up. You'd think the guys that run around would be the most susceptible, but in some cases they're the least. Key just ran off a litany of examples. You know, it wasn't too long ago. I think it was week three of the season, if I'm not mistaken, Key. Monday night football, Chiefs, Ravens, the whole thing, Lamar, Mahomes, virtually no difference. And I think right now there clearly has been a little bit of separation between the two. What more do you need to see in the next evolution of Jackson to move him closer to getting back to that comparison with Mahomes? Well, first of all, again, he needs to go get some receivers, somebody's out there. But I, I like where Harbaugh and the staff has gone offensively. They brought in Keith Williams a long time, Dr. Route. He's a wide receiver coach with one of the best of them in college football. He knows his stuff. He trains guys like Devontae Adams and Tyreek Hill in the offseason. They went out and got a guy like T. Martin, who's tutored a number of college wide receivers. The great T. Martin, who won a national championship at the University of Tennessee yep. after Peyton Manning left. So when you look at that, you're like, okay, they started there. Now go get a couple players to put with Keith Williams and let him do his work. Speaking of players, what players could score 100 points in an NBA game on the 59th anniversary of Wilt doing just that? Your call's next. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.